Hey, folks, welcome to Gino's Talking Rock, and where we talk our things hard rock and heavy metal. We're here today, and as I have advertised on all my social media platforms, we've got it. Armored Dawn. You guys have been out. You guys have been on the road. We've just seen some, you guys have been doing some really big shows, some big festivals. Uh, Ragnarok, um, you guys have been out there hammering it. Um, and um, I don't want to put your name. Uh, I, I, uh, pronounce your uh, Can you pronounce your last name? Um, oh, kind of unusual. Even in even right. even in Finland, I think there's like 20, 20 people with the same last name. So <laughs> it's, it's really unusual. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize, to everybody, for the audio. That's why I did that because the audio is really is really sketchy right now. Uh, the internet connection is kind of going back and forth. Um, so anyway, how are things going, man? I, you, we, we were talking offline about how you guys just got back. You know, you're really excited about getting out of this whole COVID mess. And now you're back out yeah. there doing it again. Um, I, by the way, I love the new single. I mean, that, that I, it just it's rocking. That's heavy. I love it. Yeah. We're, we're f finally back after, you know, after discovering that even two years of COVID-19 couldn't kill rock and roll. Nothing going to do it. So now we're back on the road. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully eventually in your, your area also. And, you know, we spent two years practically stuck in studio just writing songs, think, thinking what the hell going to happen tomorrow because no, nobody really knew what's going to happen. And I, I, I mean, if, if, if everybody knew that there's going to be two year break, that's cool. You, there's something to wait for. But, you know, I think the worst thing was that nobody knew something happened next year. Maybe not. Nobody knows. So that was kind of kind, kind of right. fucking boring. But, you know, still play. We are ready to rock. Hey, once again, I want to apologize to everybody out there. The internet connection is not all that great right now. Um, I don't know what's going on, but there's like some internet connection. That's fine. I, it's not anything, but, you know, just so the listeners know, apologize for any interruptions. Um, so um, did you guys write a lot during the down, during your downtime? Oh, yeah, definitely. We have our own recording studio and we... Basically, because we didn't couldn't go on the road, so we were mostly every every week, like two three days in the studio, just writing more songs. And we have a one full album, two two albums, so we have a lot of stuff ready. Well, and, you know, we, well, people don't know we, you're you're from Brazil. You're you're a Brazilian band, correct? Yes. Yeah, and and, and hard rock and heavy metal down there is really big. Um, it draws. Oh, yeah gigantic crowds um it's not like it is in, in like here in the united states although I, I have to say you know even like hard rock and heavy metal bands have really uh because hard rock and heavy metal that's really the only way you guys are keeping yourself out there you have to tour and um i i talk a lot about this you know we're, yes it's not like hip-hop or r&b and all these other bands where they get on the radio it's not the case these guys, in order for them to stay relevant, they got to no. stay out there. They got to be on the road. They got to make their presence. And hard rock and heavy metal bands have become road dogs, massive road dogs. And so much so that even bands like Brian Adams, who who's written a lot of great music with a lot of hard rock bands, he even says, you know, if you want to know how to tour, watch heavy metal and hard rock bands. They know what they're doing. They have it down. <laughs> they know what how to oh, yeah. tour. So this, yeah, the whole COVID thing has been like a, you know, a real, it's, it's hampered a lot of hard rock and heavy metal bands. But I, I, 
I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to pat myself on the back because I called this before the pandemic was out, was done. I said, listen, touring is going to be completely different after COVID. And a number of the bands were like, well, how do you mean that? And I said, well, I will tell you, I think what's going to happen is the festival scene is going to run everything. There's going to be festivals everywhere. And there's going to be there, there's going to be so many of them because that's the easiest way to get people to get to the music. And a lot of bands, I mean, Anvil, I told you about Anvil. Anvil recorded one album and never got to tour it during the whole pandemic. Recorded another album during the pandemic. Was like, nope, we're not going to release it because we still have a brand new album. We never even toured. So a lot of bands were in that situation. Like, oh, you know. So I, I, I said, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot less band tours and a lot more festival tours. And I will, I will call it, and I say, and that's exactly what's happening. And that, the best thing about that is that the bands like you guys and a lot of other bands, you know, you guys are a big band and you guys draw huge crowds, but a lot of bands are smaller. But I told, and I told the smaller bands, is that this is where you're going to get your chance. Festivals, you're going to have a captive audience and this is where it's going to be. And I think that that's where it's at. Are you guys getting a lot of calls for, for like a lot of other like festival type shows? Yes, exactly. And that's the plan we're going to, when we hit on the road, I think we're going to most likely that's going to happen with like four or five bands total. You're going to put put the, put the bigger package together and go on tour with that. And especially, especially, especially now because everything is way too expensive to, you know, if you, if you go on tour yourself, you're damned. It's, it's damn expensive. There are lots of bands, maybe even bigger bands like Anthrax, they canceled the whole European tour because it was too expensive for them. They couldn't afford it anymore because I think the some some this is something like like the rent of a tour bus was like three times more expensive than before COVID. Wow. So it was, they said it was practically impossible for them to go there. So it was not financially possible anymore. So for them to do that alone, even take cancer so the the way 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 to do touring now you have to join like two three bands and put everybody in a bus and yeah do, do it that way. So you join join the course. It's it's better for everybody, and it, and you know more, more the more the merrier. You have more people. It's just more fun. You know well, that's, that's that's part of the fun. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think that you know. I, I went to the stadium tour, so you know we went. I went and saw Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, yeah. uh, Joan Jett, and Classless Act. Incredible shows, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, I I I even said on my, one of my shows, I said, "Don't ask me for who my favorite was. There was no favorites. They were yeah. all amazing." And I want to say this, this is really important. If even though you guys don't, and a lot of like Anthrax and Metallica, you guys don't fall into their genre of, of metal and hard rock, that tour was so important to hard rock and heavy metal music. Yes. Because it got all these kids excited going, oh my God, this music is so good. What other acts are out there? Well, there's Armored Dawn. Check them out, dude. They're, yep. they're awesome. And they have incredible shows and the great heavy music. Okay, great. And so... That's what was so cool. I, when I went to that show, it was a sold out. I mean, of course, I think they, I think they sold out every show, all thirty six stadiums. Yeah, um, I saw them in Jacksonville, sold out. It was insane, pouring rain. So many kids there, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, these are all like in your twenties and thirties. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we've heard about, we've know about these guys. We want to see what what the craziness is. And they saw it. They're like, oh my god, these guys are insane. <laughs> There's such good music. I'm like, yeah, all these fans <laughs> are great. You know. 
so I think that this is a good, great opportunity for you guys. Um, oh yeah. Um, I, 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 I've listened to your guys's catalog and, I, and you guys have evolved a lot. Um, oh yeah. And, 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 and a relatively short time too. Um, and I, I know that your crowds are huge. You, have, you draw really big crowds. And my wife was like, holy crap, this is like, these guys are really, I was like, yeah, they're really good. And, um, but yeah, but I, I, I like, I'm somebody who's a really big fan of evolution as you guys yep. evolve and you change. The other thing, anybody who listens to the show knows Gino really loves influences. Um, I like to hear influence in the music. I think it's like a great way to show your homage to your respect to the bands that you love. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I hear a lot of influences. Um, I hear a lot of, you know, I can, I can hear some Megadeth. I can, I can hear some Metallica. I can hear all these things. Uh, what, do you, what, what bands influenced you to, to do this? The new album, I think we got, got a little bit more, the more modern kind of, kind of modern kind of sign. I think it's, because during the pandemic, we had lots of time to listen to, you know, new new music. Because basically, we all, basically most of the music that we listen to from the seventies, eighties, that kind of stuff. But then we start listening to what, what what the hell is happening in the world that people are listening to different kind of music. And we start listening to stuff like Five Finger Death Punch and all the, all the modern bands. And we start putting some some more a bit more more modern elements in the music, and especially mm-hmm. in the part of the keyboards. And you know, yeah, get get get, get, get sound a bit bit more updated to band and. To not, not always keep doing the same thing and you know try to evolve into no no but not until where we reach yet. <laughs> well, so I, no, I I know you think that you're right, and it's really funny because yeah. when when I listen to Five Finger Death Punch, Punch, yeah, and I'm a fan. I'm not a huge fan. I, I'm a big fan of. Um, I love Jason Hook. I'm, I'm a really yeah. big fan of Jason Hook. Um, but one thing I've no and I and I tell this to people it's like like oh well they they're they're, they're really big on the, the blast beats. I'm like no they are, but you know something, it's just a modern. Five finger bands like Five Finger Death Punch are like a modern version of Black Sabbath. They're heavy, yeah. that heavy bass sound. Um, and you know, we talk about the evolution of that music. And I said it kind mm-hmm. of faded, but when Motley Crue recorded Dr. Feelgood in 90 in 1990, and and when Bob Rock and they produced that album, that re, that introduced the whole new sound of heavy metal and hard rock. And it's heavy. The big bass and drums, and it had big that big crunk sound to it. So much so that even in that documentary, the Black Album documentary with Metallica, would you know Metallica even said, "We want the Motley Crue sound. We want that heavy that just drop." Until this day, that's what it is. You know, yeah. Pan- Pantera brought it. Pantera had it, and it was just always this really heavy, heavy sound. And it's kind of funny because, you know. I, you know, I'm 50 years old, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm a, I'm a 50 year old, and you know, I can remember. You would never hear any metal on the radio. Never. It would never even cross your mind. And now you can hear bands like you know Armored Dawn, and you know, and you know, I've heard Slayer on the radio. I mean, that's, that's unusual. <laughs> that's crazy. Like really, Rain and Blood? Are you? This is nuts. But people, but but. It really is like, you know, it's, today it's a completely different thing, whether you like it or love it or whatever it may be. But I think kids today, um, it's really that sound. Um, yeah. It really, and even your music, heavy metal, it has such a groove to it. It's such a heaviness to it. Oh, my gosh, you can dance to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can. Holy crap. Why? Because it has rhythm. That 
and people are just like, oh yeah, you can you can move to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and I love it. And I, that's what I love about you guys. You guys, and, and your vocalist. Oh my God, he's an amazing vocalist. What, what a, a great vocal range. Uh, you're an amazing drummer. As a drummer, I love your drummer. An incredible yeah. drummer. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're the lead guitarist, correct? Yeah, we share, we share, we share all the leads. Oh, you're an amazing guitar player. Love your guitar playing. Oh my God, yeah. I'm my favorite guitarist of all time is is George Lynch. Oh yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. But my, you know, I I always said Eddie Van Halen is probably the greatest guitarist that's ever lived. But but George Lynch is my favorite. I love George Lynch. And I was just listening to an interview today and he's like, he loved your style of music. He's like, I just, I, I, I have to follow and I listen to things and I, and I, I like heaviness and I like going to all these different things. And I don't know if you heard, but yeah, George Lynch actually even, you know, his son is Richie Faulkner from um, a Judas Priest, his son-in-law. Yeah. And he, he told his son-in-law, can I join Judas Priest? <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 we don't need George Lynch and Judas Priest, you know? <laughs> But the heaviness is what I'm getting at is with your music. It really, it, 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 I love that. I love, I love, and I love the, I love the musicianship that's in your music. Oh yeah. Um, so back to the uh, influence. Um, where do you guys get that from? Where, where does all that, the instrumentation and all that just, it's beautiful, heavy music. Oh, it, it started well, like for me personally, it started when I was like, first of all, I started listening to heavier music when I was five. I always hated all kinds of songs for kids. This happy, happy, happy song for kids. I hate that. When I was five, I started listening to Led Zeppelin and Cream and Black Sabbath. And, you know, <laughs> so it's right from there. And I think I was like six or seven. I started playing violin. And I played like 10 years of violin. I played in orchestra. And, but I think that that's boring because, you know, I, I like to improvise, do some things my own. And with violin, classical music, you, you either play exactly as it's supposed to or wrong. So I think, no, no, I'm going to play guitar. I can do whatever I want. And then we start to start listening to everything, basically. And, you know, lots lots of different guys. Richie Blackmore, David Gilmore, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Frank Marino. That's sadly not, not so many people know. And all, all kinds of, you know, and even even heavier guitar player, like for everything from Metallica. But I, I think, I think, uh, what basically happened is that all of us we have different different influences from different types of music, so sure. we pretty much mix everything. And like like that other guitar player, Tiago, he he listens to lots of jazz music, and you know traditional Brazilian folk music. So he gets lots of influence from there. And right. And uh, and Rafa the keyboard he 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 was classically trained also, so he has lots of influence from all, all kinds of classical music. And so then we mix everything that together. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, even like Alex Skolnick, uh, the guitarist from, uh, from Testament, um, which yeah. is Testament. Uh, there, I've actually they're supposed to get on the show. Um, I, they're I've been waiting for them to come on the show. Um, but uh, you know, I grew up in Sacramento, California, and that when they were they were just making it, and I remember watching their videos, and they would come to Sacramento, and our bands would open up for Testament, and for us, we were just we we're sixteen year old kids going looking at these guys. They were they were only a couple of years older than us, and we're looking at them like, oh "My God, you're major rock stars!" They're like, "We're like two, three years older than you." What the hell are you talking about? You know, I'm like, "Oh no!" But, but Alex, Alex, you know, Alex is a huge fan of jazz, he, and he's, yeah. he's uh, I believe he won a Grammy for one of his albums. Um, I might I be so, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, incredible jazz guitar player. Yeah. Um, 
but and I always tell people that he's like you th- you listen to heavy metal and that's just what you hear. You don't hear the incredible musicianship that falls into it. You know, I know exactly. that I know that uh, 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 Cro- uh, Bill uh, Bill Crosby um, of Crosby Stills and Ash. He just recently uh, made a comment about Iron Maiden how it, uh, Iron Maiden music was just a bunch of noise. I'm like, that's really unfortunate that you don't. Somebody who's such an incredible musician, you can't listen to Iron Maiden and go, "Oh yeah, yeah, wow." I, I saw that. What an incredible art of work that these guys had. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, I that's that's un, that's un, un, unfortunate. But once again, I think that your uh, what the music. The, yeah. I, I love the fact that your guys' music. I can even hear in your music. Um, all your all, all these little influences in your music and it's just it's absolutely incredible um and i and i you you you've got a fan in me and you know i i i hope everybody who's listening yeah. you know yeah take the, the you guys are incredible um so tell us what your tour with the, the future uh uh touring looks like for armored dawn um uh are you guys coming to north america Hopefully, hopefully soon we, we are planning to. I, th- I think somewhere in the beginning of the next year we're gonna release the whole album. I think now we release two or three songs. We co- co- still gonna release maybe one or two more songs, and then we're gonna release the whole album, new album. I think somewhere in may- maybe around February, March, and after that we have we are already booking shows in in USA, of course, and Europe mainly, and those gonna be the two main markets where we're gonna go. We may, may, maybe somewhere in South America, but we're not sure about that yet because here it's the, the problem. Problem tour here is this: every, everything is far and it's extremely expensive, so it's not really worth of doing. So we are, you can't you can't really do like touring that you put the band on a bus and start riding. Here it's you can't really have to fly, so it gets too expensive. Right. Yeah, so, I... but 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 surely surely we wanna go to go to USA. It's it's I think I think we we played in Europe like five or six times already. We went there on touring, but the USA. We only ever been there once, and even th- even then, technically we didn't play in U.S. soil. We played on the cruise ship in the last Motorhead motorboat cruise. So <laughs> we were going to Caribbean. So we were not on USA, <laughs> but we were almost there. I love it. So That's awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, but you were on the motorboat cruise. I mean, with Motorhead. I mean, that side. Like, oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. We were in, in the last one. That's right. Lemmy is God. So that's all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. That's incredible. Well, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that you guys, uh, if you guys came up here, I, I, I think here in the U S you guys, would, uh, your music is, uh, your style of music is really big here. Um, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of bands that are, um, that I've stayed in contact with um, that are in your, your, uh, I would say genre, but you're in, in uh, I guess you come by progressive metal. Um, yeah, and some people call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's like a progressive metal, but, but it's heavier. I would say that you're yeah. progressive metal, but with a heavier edge. Um, yeah. So, but we have, uh, we have like eight and a half minutes left. Um, so in eight, eight and a half minutes, uh, tell us about, uh, where where fans can find your merch, your merchandise, where they can buy your, where they can buy yeah. your albums. It's really important, I, and I and I I I don't want to cut you in, into your time too much, yeah. but I always I always let all the fans know 
if you want to support these guys, buy their CDs, buy their merchandise, put money in their pockets because we don't want them flipping burgers. We want them playing hard rock and heavy metal music. <laughs> we want them to make our ears bleed. That's all that this matters. So, oh yeah, but let let the fans know where they can do that. You you can hunt us down. You can hunt hunt down the Armored Tone website, and there we have an own web store, and you can buy stuff from there. And we sell we send everywhere in the world now after pandemic because during pandemic we couldn't even send anything by mail. So even that part of the income we lost because we were not unable to send anything out of Brazil, t-shirts, whatever, and and those because lots of people like to listen, listen just listen to music in digital form you can find it every, everywhere in spotify and Deezer and whatever there is this this for the younger folks i actually I'm, I'm too old to listen to those but the the, the music it's, it's all there <laughs> I, I listen to cds and vinyl and so uh, I'm, a, I'm i'm old school i'm the same way i i have i have a i have a huge uh cd rack i i used to build homes well, I can tell everybody now because I'm no longer in. It. So I'm a retired federal yeah. law enforcement officer. I'm a retired federal agent. And I did that for 23 years. And I retired. And now I do something different. But before that life, I used to build homes and I was a carpenter. And so, yeah, I, I built a lot of the stuff that's in our home. I built And my wife was like, you have 5 million CDs. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like because they're CDs. The sound quality is no different from an from that. The convenience, okay, but still, look at all the music I have. Oh my god, you know, like this is crazy. And I still buy CDs, people. And I will tell you why: because the money goes back into the artist's pocket more than if you were to download or you do anything like that. And it means more to me to support this guy. And something that I love and I believe in. I believe in hard rock and heavy metal. I believe in what he does. And I, I, I'm not just saying it. People who know me will tell you, Gino is a weirdo when it comes to hard rock and heavy metal music. I am. I believe in what he does. What he does is something that's almost spiritual for me. Um, and it's helped me through my life. It's helped a lot of other people. And it, it, it's something that's almost like a, a religious experience for a lot of us. And that's why I do what I do. I, I, I try and get these guys the opportunity to get that music out there, to get their message out there, get more people listening to this. Because hard rock and heavy metal is not just for the guys that are and the, and the people who, and the win, men and women who are, are, are dealing with whatever. It's for everybody. It's the yeah, most. It's it is the most inclusive genre of music ever. It literally has everything. We have gay people, we have black people, we have straight people, we have trans, we have transgender people in heavy metal and hard rock music. We have everything. And you want to know what's even more incredible? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Nobody even cares. Exactly. <laughs> Just bring the metal and let us have it. Rob Halford said when he when he first told everybody, he was like, he was very nervous. And then all of a sudden he found out his fans were like, so when's the next Judas Priest album? It's like Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, like, okay, well, then nobody cares. Like, nobody gives a shit. Just bring us the metal. No, <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah, the, the music is the main thing, and yep. like it's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way it is. <laughs> and 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 a lot, I know a lot of other genres of music have all these things that are happening in them. But you know what? In hard rock and heavy metal, nobody cares. Women, no. men, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Dora Pesh is one of my one of my all time favorite metal bands of all time she is 
and it has nothing to do with her being a female. It has everything to do with her vocals and the fact that she is an incredible metal artist. She yep. creates metal like nobody's business. It's got nothing to do with anything else. So I just want to let everybody know, if you're like wondering, you're not sure, listen to heavy metal and hard rock. It's all about it. So once again, I would say, listen to these guys. Listen to Armadon. They are an incredible band. They're amazing. They're, they're going to be in the United States. Uh, they're going to be playing big shows here. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited about it. I hope you definitely meet you guys here. Um, anything, any other, any tours coming up that might be able to. No, 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 not, nothing, nothing, nothing confirmed yet, but we are negotiating about the tour. So, but as soon, as soon as we have any, anything booked, I'm going to let you know. First. Please. Please do. And uh, I will. So you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be invited. And, yeah. and, and so all the fans who are listening to the podcast, uh, this will go out onto, um, into a, uh, our, our YouTube channel eventually. Um, we're, we're actually in the market looking for another producer, trying to get somebody to come in and help us get this, get the show on the road. Um, it's not as easy as you think, as, as you might may expect, but when that happens, all these, all these interviews are going to end up out there and you're going to be able to see his beautiful face and all you girls can <laughs> swoon and go, Oh my gosh. And then they'll all end up at your shows. And, oh my gosh. So, um, I, yeah, don't go anywhere because I'm going to talk to you before, uh, when we let go of the show. Um, Hey folks, oh, yeah. just, just remember you're listening to Gino's talking rock and where we talk all things, hard rock and heavy metal. And this, the show is all about, the music this means the music means everything to, to, to the show the artists mean everything to the show the support to the artist means everything to the show so please reach out support the artist support what they're doing go to their shows buy their merchandise buy their cds keep these guys out of a normal nine to five job i don't want them there I want them playing metal. I want them to make my ears bleed. I want them to bring the metal every night and bring the hard rock every night. And I think that's what we all want. Um, rock stars are supposed to be rock stars. Let's keep them right, right where they're at. And with that said, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for having me here. Um, and once again, guys, all things hard rock and heavy metal. Gino's talking rocking. And thank you for listening. And I, you will be hearing from me soon. Metal horns up. <laughs>